Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball. A walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, high drive. This game is over. Goodbye, baseball. Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Glad you're here. Hopefully you had a good weekend. The Mariners did. They took a series from the Angels. That was great to see. It had been a while since the Mariners had won a series of three or more. In fact, it had been since April. So the Mariners managed to get that done against the Angels over the weekend, taking two of three. The trip continues off day today in Minnesota. Then the powerful Twins, two of the top home run hitting teams in baseball, then three against the A's before returning home, Kansas City and Baltimore. I feel like we have a ton to catch up on, so we'll quickly review what happened over the weekend. And then a couple of cool stories have emerged in the recent days. One is Taylor Scott making his Major League debut, the first pitcher from South Africa in baseball history. He has an incredible story on how he got to the big leagues, how it all started for him. And Shannon Dreher sits down with him, which is great. Mac Williamson, a shorter journey, but a journey nonetheless. He gives us the backstory on, you know, he had a home run in his very first plate appearance, and it's pretty incredible how he got there. Sometimes, I think, uh, looking from the outside, we can take it for granted on what guys actually go through sometimes to make their at-bats and make their appearances happen, and it's a very interesting story. So Rick Riz will chat with Mac Williamson who has been the starter for the Mariners in left field in recent days. But for the M's, the three-game series against the Angels, and this one featured a lot of home runs in this series, including Edwin Encarnacion, who notched a little bit of personal history along the way. The pause and now the pitch. Swing, smoked, absolutely drilled out to left center field, and this is not coming back. Over the wall for a home run. Edwin Encarnacion taking his former teammate deep to begin the sixth inning. And the Mariners extend the lead by a run. It's now 3-1 Mariners in the sixth. Encarnacion ready. Here comes the pitch. Santana takes off. Swinging a deep fly ball. Is this number 400? It is ticketed for the fence. It is back. And it is gone. Number 400 for Edwin Encarnacion who pumps both fists as he rounds first base. Already a standing applause inside the Mariners' dugout. Number 400 for Edwin Encarnacion comes in Southern California in the seventh inning against the Angels. Congratulations. One of the great home run hitters of all time, Edwin Encarnacion. It comes in a Mariners' uniform. Just the 56th player in history to reach that number 400 in his major league career. And he is in quite the groove now. He passes Al Kaline on the home run list who ended his career with 399. So a special spot for Edwin as he is completely locked in. A couple homers yesterday. Mariners win 9-3. to Tom Murphy as well playing some long ball. Next off for the way. Swing and a drive deep to left field and Murphy has another one. Goodbye baseball. This one way out of here down the left field line into an entranceway to the left of the double-tiered bullpens. Tom Murphy with home run number six in the second, home run number seven, leading off the top of the eighth inning. And the Mariners now lead the Angels by a score of 8-2. to two, And what a day for Tom Murphy. Wow. 
Yeah, 9-3 to three would be the final. Mariners get the win. Murphy hit a home run in the first game of the series as well as Mariners catchers continue to slug. Domingo Santana had two run, home runs in game one of the series. Mariners win game one 6-2. They win the game yesterday, game three, 9-3. They got smoked in the middle 12-3 as Kikuchi gave up back-to-back-to-back homers in the fourth inning. He was chased in that start, just three and a third, gave up six earned runs as Angels turned the tables with home runs of their own, but the Mariners end up with the series. Here's Scott Service. Obviously, we swung about really well today. Um, you know, Murphy gets us going. He's been hotter than heck lately and uh, put some good swings on the ball. And, and what can you say about Edwin Encarnacio? I mean, unbelievable. What, 55 guys in the history of this game have done it. There's over 19,000 guys that have played. And, um, you know, I'm a little disappointed nothing showed up on the board here, got to be honest. But uh, everybody in our dugout knew what was going on, how important it is to him. And uh, it's just been really a true professional uh, since we got it. And uh, really happy for him. He got there in a hurry. I mean, this, this month has been pretty good. Ah, it's been unbelievable. He's been on fire, seen the ball really good. And, uh, you know, he has the ability to hit the ball in the air. Uh, he's done it for a long time. And it's really the consistency, the longevity, staying on the field, staying on top of your game for as long as he has. It says a lot. Well, the first one, it's not like that was just served up to him. He had to go out and get that one, which shows the type of hitter he is. No, Edwin can cover all pitches. You know, the fastball uses all part, parts of the ballpark to hit him out in. You know, he got a breaking ball, I think, on the second one he hit. So, uh, really, really happy for him. Happy for our ball club. Uh, and the opener worked today. Uh, Adams did a great job getting through the, the first inning, and Wade LeBlanc took it from there. And, and Wade's really gotten sharp the last couple times out. You can see the cutter and the command coming back, and it was eight punch outs today, and did an awesome job to get it deep in the ballgame for us. Austin wanted to do that role. Pretty good hitters. Yeah, it is. And it really sets up the game when you can get him down like that. And and, uh, I thought he was uh, much more under control today. By by design, he wanted to slow it down a little bit. And he executed his pitches today, which is great to see. One inning, you know, get him out of there, turn it over to Wade, and and Wade got in a nice roll. Tom Murphy said the pitches to to Trout in the third inning were about as good as pitches that Wade could make. I mean, what does that at bat say about what Wade can do and, and his toughness? Well, it says a lot about Mike Trout. You got to be perfect. You know, you got to be right on the edges. And, and uh, you know, Wade had the cutter going kind of off the plate, back on, and, and uh, you know he was executing uh, outstanding today. But it says a lot about Trout. And certainly, he's had our number here the last few years, and you know, we did a nice job against him today. And Alex and Domingo again, some pretty tough catches in the outfield, looking more natural. Right? Yeah, it, it is. You know, I know Domingo slip that uh, one a sniper, and we had a guy show up the last couple days. <laughs> a little bit, but um, you know, Domingo looks a little bit more comfortable in, in left. Um, Alex has been more aggressive in center field. We need it. We need it to continue. And we do have some guys here that give up fly balls, and you got you to track them down. So we've seen when you guys have played relatively clean and crisp baseball, you win games or you're in games. Does it feel like it's trending a little bit for you? Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, it's been better the last, you know, probably six, seven games. You know, we didn't make some plays last night, and, and it cost us. But uh, we got to pick up our pitching. You know, we don't have a ton of high strikeout guys in our starting rotation, so we got to make plays. We've got to turn the double plays when they're there, and we've been doing that, and we've been winning some more ball games. Offense helps out, too. The guy's been swinging the bats really good. Six homers in a game. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do, and, and uh, we'll take them. Nice to see Seager get going. I said the Vogue when he hit the last one out. I'd love to see this guy get hot again, because uh, uh, when it's a good Kyle Seager out there, and his swings have been pretty good, pretty consistent, so hopefully he can continue it here in the rest of the road trip. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens in Minnesota. That one could be, I mean, home run derby with the way both these teams are swinging it right now. But this should be a very interesting continuation of the road trip. Mariners and the Twins coming up starting tomorrow. Again, I think we have a lot to catch up on as we move through the rest of this week. But we rarely hear from Edwin Encarnacion, but given 400, let's hear from him with Domingo Santana translating. How many miles has that parrot gone now? ¿Cuántas millas la cotorra ha caminado ahora? I don't know. <laughs> no sé. Dile. He said he don't know. That's because he's too busy watching the home runs, obviously. What does the milestone mean as a significance? ¿Qué, qué significa tanto esta, este número de home runs para ti? Eh, no me siento bien. Dile algo bueno ahí. Say so it feels good, you know, it feels uh, really good that he accomplished this, he, that he's been with it for a long time. Do you save that baseball? Uh, see, yes. <laughs> my team, <laughs> my team is saving for me. Elias, he, he cast that ball. Did you just give up on your translator right there? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what else? <laughs> 400 home runs is an accomplishment. Not a lot of guys get that. I, I mean, what do you credit it to? Like, what? What do you, you've, you've done it for 20, 20 or more home runs for like 10 straight seasons. I mean, what do you think is the key for all of this? Bueno, llegaste a 400. A quién? A quién tú le le das crédito de todas esas cosas? Eh, primero a Dios y, y nada, contento de llegar a esa cifra. Dice, he praises um, God, you know, he thank God for that, and um, he just very thankful that he uh, reached that uh, milestone. 1,200 RBIs, too, that's, that's, that's pretty good. 1,200 RBIs? Oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. Does that mean as much? I mean, that's making things work. Yeah, it's a lot of home and a lot of RBI. Yeah. I never expect to 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 get to to that point. And the only thing I can do is working, keep working hard, keep focus, and try to do the best I can do to help my team to win. So is 500 possible? <laughs> I don't know. You're only 36. I know, but we see. I'm ready for, but I don't think about that. Just thinking day by day and thinking about winning, and that's all I, I try to focus. Edwin, when you hit it, there was a little fist bump to the dugout, and then the dugout reacted. What did it mean to you to, to kind of have that moment with your teammates and to have them happy for you? Translate. Que cuando tú le diste la bola y tú miraste el logo y hiciste así, que eso significó. No, bien, porque todo el mundo estaba esperando ese honrón y sé que estaba todo el mundo contento y estaba bien emocionado de de haberlo dado el mismo día que di el 99. Uh, he said he just, um, you know, everybody was waiting for it, and, and him as well, you know, so he just felt very, very um, humble and that um, he just did it today. Edwin, what happened with Domingo out in right field in foul territory <laughs> earlier today? <laughs> 
¿Qué pasó conmigo en el ángel? Maybe bananas there. So there it was. Obviously, very happy clubhouse as the Mariners get the series win. A little bit of history as well for Encarnacion. It's been... He's been a real pleasure to watch this year, and he is in a big-time groove right now. As the Mariners win 9-3, to they move on to Minnesota starting on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Thursday, day baseball on Thursday, then Oakland over the weekend for a three-game series. Now, some good stories have developed. Taylor Scott made his Major League debut on Saturday. Threw some pretty good stuff as well. We saw some 95, 96 as Taylor, a long, long journey to the big leagues, and here to talk about it, Shannon Dreyer. Okay, Taylor, big day, obviously. You seem very calm right now. I'm guessing there's a lot of emotion underneath that. When you make your debut, not only is it for you, but you'll be the first South African to throw a pitch in the big leagues. What? How do you process all of this? I still don't think it's kicked in yet fully. Uh, I think once I start warming up on the mound and finally get out there, we'll finally kick in on what's happening, but um, it's kind of just this thing I've been chasing for a long time, and I have had this dream and goal that, so now that it's finally here, it's kind of uh, almost ready for it to come, so um, I'm a lot calmer than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Um, you moved to the U.S. when you were a teen, but you obviously were playing some sort of baseball before then. How did it come across your radar in South Africa? Um... My father and I just kind of stumbled upon it one day driving down the road and we saw some people playing baseball on a soccer field. So we stopped, checked it out and started playing, picking it up a little bit and uh, just kept playing with it and got better and better and decided this is what I want to do. So we decided, well, if that's what you want to do, then we've got to come to America and uh, <laughs> that's where we are. Was it, just, was it an organized team that you saw out there or were they just some people playing in a soccer field? <laughs> yeah, they had a couple clubs that... They have it, and they have a little league and stuff, but um, it's only a couple teams. It's not very big at all. You just kind of nail down the bases where they think they should be, and <laughs> you just play. So you saw them playing. How do you, you – you, you must have been athletic. You probably played other sports, I'm thinking. Yeah, I played rugby, soccer, cricket, okay. pretty much anything I could. All right. So you saw them playing, and you decided that maybe this is something I can do. When was it you had a good idea that I think I really can do this and it's worth pursuing? Once I hit the middle teens, around 15, 16, is when uh, it really kicked in that I wanted to come to America and play baseball. And uh, then we came to a camp um, out here and to see where I stood to the American kids. And uh, they say if you want to do, pursue this, you got to move to America and play. And so that's what we did. Before you got to the U.S., how did you learn more about baseball as you were progressing through it? They, they, they ended up having a couple of camps out there that would, um, American players would come out and teach us and the kids and stuff and kind of tell us about how baseball really is in America. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I came to a camp out here in America, then I finally started realizing what baseball really was and how they actually play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. That's fantastic. Have your parents support, and we're going to move to the U.S. and do this. That must be very special. Yeah, that was a very, very big sacrifice on their part. Um, they were away from, from each other for six months at a time, um, putting me through school, and then you know, a lot of money going into me being here and being able to pursue this. So um, that's a, this is, a lot of it is mostly for them, um, just that their sacrifices paid off. 
And they're going to be here tonight? Not tonight. They're still traveling from back home, but they'll be here tomorrow. Okay. What, what, how do you get from Johannesburg to Anaheim? <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of ways you can go, but uh, they'll probably go from Johannesburg to Atlanta and Atlanta to here. So that's a day plus, I would think. Yeah, it's it's about twenty four hour travel. So you still spend like a month there in the off season. Do you kind of shut down then, or do you still do baseball things? Uh, usually around that time, it's in December, so that's when I start picking up throwing again and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I take my glove with me and um, do as much throwing as I can with my dad uh, before I head back. Did dad ever throw? He had never thrown a baseball before, had he? No, no, he'd never done anything like baseball before. No. <laughs> so he's gotten pretty good, I would imagine, if he can play catch with you. Yeah, no, he's picked up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it to the present day. How did you get the news that you were coming here? Uh, it was last night, right before our game in Tacoma. The manager called me in and uh, you know asked me if I was able to pitch tomorrow, and I said, "Yeah, I'm able to pitch." And he said, "All right, you're going to be doing it in the big leagues," and uh, and you know. Then the rest of the team found out, and it was just a, it was a crazy experience. I can imagine. They celebrate that kind of thing, don't they? Yeah, no, everyone wants to see everyone else um, get called up and reach their dreams. You spent some time in the Cubs organization. What do you take from that? Um, you know, it's, it was the beginning of my career, just drafted. You know, really young kid, still raw at baseball, learning baseball. So it was a big learning experience for me. Um, actually figuring out baseball and how to pitch and how to do all that stuff so it really took big jumps during that time and then we saw you in spring training this year you had a chance you'll be comfortable with these guys i would imagine yeah everyone in there we met and hang out and know um so it's a lot easier coming into a team where you've met the guys before and played with a lot of them a lot of the pitchers were in tacoma so uh, it's a lot more comfortable that way all right well big congratulations thank you so much now it's time for Rick Riz with Mariners outfielder Mac Williamson. Well, Mac Williamson, that was one heck of a Mariners debut in last night's ball game. You just show up right before the ball game. You get signed by the ball club after leaving the San Francisco Giants. You're sitting at home for a couple of weeks. Can you kind of describe the timeline, what happened over the last uh, couple of days for you, and how in the world did you get to Seattle and do what you did last night? So I cleared waivers and elected free agency over the weekend, last weekend, and uh, Immediately, my agents got to work on fielding calls from different clubs to gauge the interest and figure out, um, you know, who who might be interested in my services. And uh, right away, um, Jerry reached out and, um, you know, just expressed that there was some opportunity around here. They just traded Bruce and, um, you know, with some injuries that there was a good opportunity. And, uh, you know, a couple other clubs had reached out as well. And after going over with my agent and my family, I... You know, I felt like this was probably the best opportunity to get a shot. Um, at some point, I definitely didn't feel like it was going to be this soon. So um, we agreed to everything, and I, I flew out uh, late Tuesday, and uh, it was a long, long travel day. <laughs> um, got in really late, and then yesterday had the, the physical and got to the field in time to get a few swings in the cage before BP and try to meet everyone as quickly as I could and had a good good conversation with uh, Darren over there. and. Um, took BP and then he pulled me aside right afterwards and kind of <laughs> joked that, that was a great, B, impressive BP, one hell of a BP, and that I guess Bishop had uh, was going on the DL, so um, they needed another guy, and and I was the guy. I, you know, it was pretty. I was I had just unpacked all my stuff right before BP, yeah. and then right after BP, I packed it all back up and hopped in an Uber and headed <laughs> up here. So it was insane. Uh, 
I told my family right right after I got the news, and they were they thought I was pulling a prank on them. Yeah. So, but uh, no, it was great, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. The group of guys here, it's it's a different feel from you know where I've come from. Um, and uh, there's a lot of energy in the dugout last night. Yeah. It was it was great, and obviously you know that'll happen when you're putting up a lot of runs and having fun. Yeah. But uh, it's a good change of scenery, and, and I'm excited about the opportunity, and I hope that uh, you know I can continue to contribute and uh it's been fun it's exciting what time did you actually walk into the ballpark and and walk into the dugout last night i got here about quarter after five five thirty um immediately went in to skip talked to skip and then try to walk around and introduce myself to Everybody. a lot of the guys <clears throat> i played against uh some of these guys are with a few with strick and gearing and i played against you know shed and vogie and um I played with Leak a few years ago when he yeah. was over. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, really. Uh, obviously, he was getting locked in for the game, but um, tried to get acquainted with everyone as much as I could. I'm terrible with names, so I'm going to have yeah. to go over it. If I haven't right. played with him before, I'm going to have to go over a few times, try to meet the training staff, coaching staff, just try to introduce myself to everyone, just get my face in front of everybody and uh, uh, ask, you know, get all my ducks in a row there and uh, get some dinner because I hadn't eaten since breakfast. And uh, then we got out on the field at, you know, 10 till to for the anthem and got to chat with several of the guys in the in the dugout during the game which was cool and uh, chat with Anderson a little bit and um, Marco Gonzalez I played against him a few times faced him a few times so it was good to see him in person and kind of pick his brain as a pitcher um, it was fun it was exciting I'm, I'm very fortunate I appreciate the opportunity that Jerry's given me and uh, hopefully I can take it and run with it Take us through the at-bat. Uh, you're behind in the count, and now you're thinking, okay, I need a sacrifice fly. I want to make an impression, driving a run. The game is already out of hand, but you go way beyond that. You hit the ball out of the ballpark, a three-run home run to straightaway center field. Did you even surprise yourself? I definitely did. Well, I was joking before BP in Tacoma with the guys, a lot of those guys I played against, uh, a couple of the guys I played with, but a lot of those guys, you know, Tacoma's in the same division as Sacramento, so yeah. been playing against those guys for, for years, and uh, they were, you know, joking about how it's exciting to have me on their side. They can cheer for me now and this, that, and the other, and I told them not to get too excited. Eight of my last at nine at-bats have been strikeouts, yeah. so, and after not playing for two weeks, it could be a brutal game. <laughs> um but uh, so then anyway, last night I'm, I get I get it in a bat and I'm going up there and got first and third one out. <clears throat> Guy's been extended a little bit. Roger's been extended a little bit there. He's kind of having to bite the bullet and for the team and first pitch fastball. I'm like, okay, down. I see it pretty good. Didn't look as hard as I was expecting it to. Um, then he threw a slider, which if you haven't seen a, a breaking pitch in two weeks, then it no matter how good or bad it is, it looks good. Um, so I swung through that one, and then he threw a fastball. Swung through that one, so I'm one-two. Then he throws another fastball, and I foul it back, and I'm like, take a deep breath. I look around. I'm like, what? What am I doing? I don't need to be. I don't need to be trying too hard here. All I got to do is just get to the outfield. I think Malix was on third. Is that right? right. And then yeah. so, um, as fast as he is, I'm like, I don't even have to get it that far out there. You know, just relax, put the ball in play. Sometimes when I have that mentality, it yeah. calms me down a little bit. And uh, he threw a couple sliders that I felt like I put good, good swings on, um, and that kind of gave me a little more confidence that I was seeing the ball well. I was starting to track the ball a little bit better, um, and then and then he left the fastball up. I think he wanted to go a little higher than he went. Uh, looking at the video, but um, he left it right there, and and I put a good swing on it. And obviously, I hadn't taken BP here yet. I've never played here, so I didn't know how the ball traveled. So I was I was booking it out of the bo- right out of the box because I I didn't really know. 
um, and it, it just snuck over and I'm rounding the bases and it was exciting, you know, coming in the dugout and half the guys are asking who this guy is. You know? um, I was doing the same yeah, thing. Exactly. Who's this guy rounding the bases right now? I know every fan was. So, you know, I don't know what's, what's going to happen going forward, but I think as, as long as you're having fun and, and going out there and enjoying it a little yeah. bit more, sometimes in the past I haven't exactly enjoyed the game. You know, it's look at it as more of a job, stressful, but, you know, the guys here at Shed and Malik Anderson and them goofing around and mm-hmm. – uh, it's just fun. It's exciting, and, and I'm excited to play with this group. I think uh, there's a lot of positive energy going right now despite the team's record, and um, I'm excited about it.